0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. According to Lord. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there, Whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour, the disciple took her into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the Mass, the feast of yesterday, the exaltation of the cross, focuses our gaze on the victory won for us by Christ on the cross. Today, the church celebrates the memorial of our Lady of Sorrows, our Blessed Virgin Mother, Mary, united with Christ, united in his life, united by his passion, united with him in sorrow. Can we ever avoid talking about Mary in our lives as Christians? Is it possible? Can we ever avoid it? If you read through the scriptures, in the Gospels, you notice how she featured are uh, the significant moments, I mean, very significant moments in the life of Christ. So when I hear people criticize us for the honor we give to Mary, for the recognition we give to her, I kind of feel like that's the height of ignorance. Yeah, that's the height of ignorance. Just think about it. Reflect on the mysteries of the life of Christ. At the Annunciation, she was there. She was the first person, actually, who had this message. Yes, Christ is God, but Mary received this message first. Behold, you bear a son, and you name him Emmanuel. So this message was brought to her first, before any other person. So that was the greatest privilege that she ever had. And then she gave in, behold, the handmaid of the Lord. That is the beginning of this process. Is it at the nativity? She carried this womb, this um, child in her womb. Took him around everywhere. That little pregnant woman. Is it at the presentation? where the announcement was made. The announcement that is the revelation to Simeon about Christ and about the role of Mary. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be a contradiction. And you yourself, a sword will pierce your heart, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Imagine, imagine, just imagine this revelation, imagine this news, mothers here, you know how tough it could be to raise a child, what more when you are told that this child will be a sign of contradiction, and through him a sword will pierce your heart this generation of mothers will definitely abandon that child and run away i mean that's the reality that's the reality they don't want anything to bother themselves to box them in to affect their bodies and their beauties and their freedom and here you have this woman bringing this child and this revelation. This is in the Bible. I'm not saying what we have manufactured according to their allegation and their accusation. I'm talking about what is scriptural. This is Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 33 through 35. So it's a revelation made by God. She was there. See, that the first miracle. The turning of water into wine at Cana in Galilee. She was there. She was the first reference that Christ made. She was the one who understood the heart of Jesus. And why would the servants at that wedding go to her? That's the question. Why would they go to her? It connects us to what happened at the foot of the cross. This handing over. They recognized her. They identified her role. Identified her position in Christ's life. And they went to her. And she said to them, Whatever he tells you to do, do it. She knows the heart of her son so well. Is it at the Passover in Jerusalem when they finished and Christ got missing? This is the continuation of this revelation by Simeon that a sword will pierce your heart when the boy Jesus got missing those who have raised teenage kids, you know how tough it is. She was the one who identified this loss and with Joseph went such. When she found him, why have you done this to me and your dad? We've been looking for you all places. and That is when Christ said, woman, do you not realize that it's time for me to do the mission of my father? But she didn't abandon him. She kept pondering that over in her heart. You see that the passion. Mary journeyed with Christ. Journeyed with him. And this is a patriarchal society. The Jewish society is a highly patriarchal society. Where women had no voice. Where nobody heard them. But she contemplatively kept journeying with Christ and I'm imagining what the women around were doing perhaps is this uh, the sight of Mary not just the sight of Jesus carrying this cross but the sight of Mary that might have elicited that compassion that made the women of Jerusalem to weep and Christ looked at them and said weep not for me but for yourselves and for your children Those who have no voices. Mary had no voice. She had no voice. But she spoke eloquently. At the ascension, she was there. And after Jesus had ascended, remember Mary was in the upper room with the disciples, praying, instructing them, guiding them, Directing them, reminding them of what Jesus had told them to stand firm. And this is what we celebrate today. At the cross, at the cross, I surrender my life. Christ at the foot, at the uh, at the top of the cross. Mary was at the foot, interceding for us, pleading for us, connected. In a very unique way. And we talk about these seven sorrows, the seven sorrows of Mary. These seven sorrows are the sorrows that we celebrate. The presentation of the temple, number one, the flight to Egypt when the king wanted to eliminate the child. The loss of this child at the Passover in Jerusalem, number three, the meeting of Jesus and his mother on the road to Calvary is number four, the crucifixion, number five, taking down from the cross, number six, and then the burial, number seven. So Mary is intimately united with Jesus. And Jesus said to Mary, Mother, behold your son, the image of the church. Jesus handing over his mother to us And then to the son, he said, Behold your mother. Who are we not to honor Mary? Who are we not to acknowledge what God has acknowledged? And that is what we do. So we ask her to intercede for us. We ask her to continue to pray for us. What we give her is the honor that is due to her. God is God. God is adored. God is worshiped. Mary is the mother of Christ, the son. Mary is honored. Mary is acknowledged. Mary is recognized. There's this medieval song that I so love, which captures the relationship in a very unique way. So I'm going to use it to conclude this uh, um, reflection. I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to read it. So just listen to these words. It's written by Kathleen Lundquist. Mary the dawn, Christ the perfect day. Mary the gate, Christ the heavenly way. Mary the root, Christ the mystic vine. Mary the grape, Christ the sacred wine. Mary the wheat chief, Christ the living bread. Mary the rose tree. Christ the rose blood red. Mary the font. Christ the cleansing flood. Mary the chalice. Christ the saving blood. Mary the temple. Christ the temple's Lord. Mary the shrine. Christ the God adored. Mary the beacon. Christ the Heaven's Rest. Mary the Mirror, Christ the Vision Blessed. Mary the Mother, Christ the Mother's Son. Both ever-blessed, while endless ages run. Amen.